Hello and welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. Or, if you like, oh, it's Let You Bore Me to Sleep. Let you bore me, let me bore you. You can bore me to sleep if you like. Um, I've got a website now for this particular podcast, as well as my standard website, which is jasonnewland.com. You can now go to the website, which is basically, it's a podcast, uh, letmeboreyou.com. And my nipples are erect for some reason, I don't know why. I think I need to put a top on, it's a little bit cold. Ooh, excuse me for a second while I put my top on. Ah, there we go. The heat must have gone off. I just went to the petrol station a little while back and it was raining raining again it's been raining every day for about a year and I couldn't have a brolly because it was a bit windy so there's no point having a brolly when it's windy mind you a windbreak would be good wouldn't it but anyway uh, I didn't realise till I went outside how cold it was it was cold. I was like, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> because it's been quite mild temperature-wise. Raining a lot. A lot. I mean, the, the park is flooded. Been constantly flooded for about two, over two weeks now. Every time it starts to clear, you know, the pavement or the pathway starts to clear a little bit, it starts raining again. So I have to walk on the grass and try and maneuver my way around the puddles. And there's a bunch of puddles on the grass as well. So it's kind of, you know, that wasn't quite as exciting as I thought it would be when I started talking about that. I actually thought to myself, this is gonna be a really interesting story about puddles and flooding in the park and trying to avoid the floods and it didn't, didn't turn out quite how I was hoping. Oh well, just like my life. So please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. You may wonder why is there a website specifically for this podcast. Who knows, it's just something I've done. So it's a podcast, so basically letmeboreyou.com. If you go there, it just gives you all the latest recordings. Although, I don't know why, there is a, there's a recording that I uploaded that wasn't uploaded to my podcast, which was uh, number 1013, Let Me Boy to Sleep, 10 hours long, using chat GPT. For some reason that had been, was missing. So I uploaded it and it's been added to my website, so... There you go. And yet again, there's a... Oh, someone at my door. What's he doing at my door? 
Ah, I keep getting people knocking on my door. It's annoying. Don't know why. Why? Don't know why people. It's almost like they. They like my door. People seem to like my door and knocking on it. So I've got a camera thing on there now. So it's a door camera. Uh, ring camera thing. And so I've got my phone on mute. So it, flat, it lights up when there's someone at the door. I was like, I've got a sign. I've actually got a sign. And it's something you can put onto the handle of the door. A bit like in hotels, do not disturb or no, um, I don't want my day sheets changed. Whatever sign, you know, you put on the outside so that the uh, cleaning staff don't enter. But whatever. Um, and this is that kind of thing. But what I've done is I've stuck it onto the door knocker. And it's, it's basically... Uh, recording in progress or and then do not disturb do not knock or whatever now I would have thought that would be very very basic but no it's, it hasn't stopped I've had at least four people knock on my door since that sign's been up <laughs> it's like I've got no right to have to be left alone, it's weird. You're just moaning, aren't you, today? It's just, it's just one big moan fest. No, I'm just, just, just pointing out because you know this, this is a recording for you, for you, just for you. Yes, you. And oh, there's someone at my door again. Right now. Go away. I don't want anyone knocking on my door ever, really. Unless it's an emergency, I don't mind. Last night there was an emergency and I dealt with it. Well, as best I could. But, um... I do have a message. A message. A message for... Tamara. Tamara, thank you, Tamara, for your PayPal gift. I did send a text... Uh, not a text, a, a email message uh, from the from the actual app, but I don't know if people received them. I really don't know because it doesn't give me any confirmation that it's been sent that I know of. So hopefully, I did I did actually send a message. Not sure if you're on my Facebook page because I've looked under Facebook and put in Tamara and nothing's coming up under who's in my Facebook group now I might be wrong I might be wrong I was wrong once before but it even says members and I can search for members so if I put in tomorrow nothing nothing comes up so and if I put in tomorrow for Oh, a friend. I do have a friend called Tamara. It's just, it's the different surname to the surname of the person that sent me the paper gift, which 
it could be just a different person completely or it could be the same person it could be the same person but using a different name a different surname for uh, PayPal or it could be from someone else that's asked a friend to send a PayPal gift but it didn't so whoever sent it I'm gonna guess tomorrow because that's the name of the person on the thing um, thank you and maybe let me know and if you if you haven't joined my pay, uh, paper my Facebook group it's Jason Newland's boring group and it's just it's for my super fans the fans that are super uh, yeah anyway there's 151 people on the group so far not many obviously but they're all um, brilliant uh, supportive people who like what I do so I'm a, I appreciate all of you all of you except one no I'm joking I accept except there's, there's at least five no not, I'm not being serious uh, last night there was a lot of activity downstairs banging and sounded like there was problems and I thought I'd just go downstairs make sure everything's alright you know just make sure things are fine and there was an ambulance outside so I thought oh that's not good so I just knocked on my door on my neighbour's door just to see if she's alright because she's uh, she's informed me before like when she's got an ambulance come in and I've helped her out a couple of times and this this was uh, she basically her boyfriend was with her so he was looking after her so I kind of um, said okay fine I'll just leave you to it just make sure she's alright uh, so I knocked on her door no answer but I could hear activity inside and I thought well just want to make sure she's all right i mean it's not because i'm interested like being nosy or anything it's you know when she moved in she specifically asked me to contact her dad if she was ill or because she's got ongoing issues proper physical problems anyway um she was having seizures and but i didn't notice at the point um but the person that answered the door was a paramedic and the first thing she said was, who are you? Like, like that. Like, in quite a rude manner. And I thought, how can you know who I am? I'm famous. <laughs> At least one person in nearly every town <laughs> knows who I am. <laughs> At least 151 people. Um, so... I don't know why she was being like that, but really, to be fair, because I, I just, I mean, paramedics are, are heroes, you know, to me, so I just, I've always got a lot of respect and time and everything for them. But she was very like, oh, what do you want? <laughs> well, I'm just checking um, if, what's her name's okay? She said, who's what's her name? I said, you know the person that lives there she said why don't you say her name instead of what's her name I said because I'm doing a podcast 
and I'm not going to use people's real names. But you use your friend's real name, Luke, don't you? I said, yeah, now I do, but I didn't when he was alive. Oh, so she has to die to have a name, does she? Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, you know, because this is, I don't know who's listened to this, and it's, I can talk about me, but I'm not going to give names of other people that I talk about. Not that I'm talking about her um, in a derogatory way, because I'm not at all. And I didn't ever do that against my, against, never talked about my friend derogatory, I can't say the word. Um, but at the same time, you know, I invited him to be on camera with me and to do video stuff and he never wanted to. So he he valued his privacy and I respected that. Um, now, although I don't, to be fair, I don't really talk much about Luke, do I? I don't sort of go on about him or anything. But he was my best friend and he passed away. And I do, you know, so I, I use his name out of respect uh, but I could just still say my friend downstairs because that's why I always used to refer him as my friend downstairs. And his dog was the dog downstairs. But when I had the dog and my friend Luke passed away, then I told you his name was Logie. I didn't tell you his name before that. I think it might have slipped out a couple of times, but generally I kept him as the big white dog downstairs. Vinny's friend or Vinny's cousin now when he lived with me for eight weeks before he was rehomed um, he I told everyone what his name was and I took pictures of him and well I did take pictures of him beforehand as well to be honest I posted pictures of him for probably a couple of years but you know when he was here with me and Vinny for a few hours and maybe I'd make a recording um, I'd talk about them and you'd hear them together and Logu was he used to bang the table because he'd, he'd go go under the table and just put his head up and he'd basically I was going to say cause an avalanche but that's not the correct term but he didn't feel it it's like he didn't his, his head was so thick his skull's so thick he doesn't feel anything I don't think Um because he's a, I don't know what he is, he's a huge, big, thick, strong, muscly dog. Um, anyway, so, and she said, look, we're in the middle of an emergency. Uh, I don't really need to hear about a dog and about podcasts and stuff. What were you going on about? I said, sorry, I've just, I've just explained to you because you want to know about, you know, why I call her, what's her name? She, she said, okay. Uh, and then at this point, as I said is her boyfriend here and he said yep yeah. and he popped out he was there the whole time just standing in the corner couldn't see him and he popped out like it's like he knows me he knows who I am it's like blimey what do you think I'm doing here I'm not I'm not interested I'm just concerned to make sure she's alright and if she needed me to call her dad or anything that's, that's all it is because she's she's quite young and that was she asked me to contact her dad if, if she needed to, if she was taken to the hospital or stuff like that you know her dad wanted her to give me her his number and that was the first week she moved in so this you know plus she's had people try and kick her door in in the past 
and I've been involved in that. I wasn't the one kicking the door in, but I kind of went down when that was happening because that was quite scary for her. Well, scary for me as well. So, and that's a police, ongoing police thing, uh, which is why I bought cameras for the people in the block so that they could film when someone was at the front door and they could catch it on camera and she did catch it on camera she caught the bloke walked in yeah this is about a week after he did it first of all or the last time he'd done it because he'd done it previously I didn't realise he'd done it and um, he came in saw the camera and then ran out again and then he came back in again and kicked the door really hardly and then ran off but he didn't cover his face, did nothing like that. He just, just, I don't know. It was, anyway, so, uh, I've talked about this before, so I don't know what's going on with that, but it's, uh, that's an ongoing police matter. And uh, scared the hell out of her, which you, it would, wouldn't it? Scared the hell out of me. It did scare the hell out of me. Not there's much hell in there. It scared the goodness out of me. Uh, so yeah, um, anyway, I went down there and her my boyfriend explained the situation. She'd been having seizures continuously. She refused to call an ambulance and she just kept fitting. And in the end, he called an ambulance. And she, the, the ambulance came and that was where he was at that point. And I said, okay, I'll leave you to it. Good luck, you know, hope she's alright and I'll, I'll leave you alone. Just, you know where I am. And so I left it, came upstairs. About, uh, I don't know what time it was to be honest, about 11 o'clock. There was a knock on my door. Um, well, I don't know if it was a knock, but I think it was. It might have been ringing the doorbell. And Vinny started shouting because he could hear it so he started getting excited and let me know that someone at the door so I thought oh so I went and saw it and I saw it was him I opened the door said uh, what do you want <laughs> I was in bed what do you want now what now and he said that she'd been taken to hospital but she wouldn't go so they ended up calling the police two teams of paramedics uh they had to hold her down because she was just like wouldn't go but she was also convulsing at the same time and uh, so they were basically it took four paramedics in the back of one ambulance or three paramedics and a driver probably um to get to the hospital and the police were there and everything so and then at that point they'd left one ambulance behind so there yeah so three paramedics in one ambulance with the driver and the other ambulance was left. Um, and had to, they came and collected it later. So he had no way of getting to the hospital. He had no way of getting there because he had a motorbike, but it, it didn't have the proper light. The light was faulty. It had the, so he couldn't, currently drive it at night could drive it during the day but at night it uh, something was going wrong with the light or something so he couldn't drive to the hospital 
or they couldn't ride to the hospital. No buses, no trains because of the time of night. So I, I said, well, just get a taxi. He didn't have any money. So I said, well, okay, um, I'll, I'll pay for the taxi for you to get there. It's usually about £12 or something. I don't know. Just find out how much it is. Order the taxi. I'll pay at this end before you get into the taxi. Because they don't like coming there. Because it's quite a bad reputation, this, this area. But what I always say to them now when I get a taxi is I'll pay when you get here for the journey. And they're happy with that. Because they know me as anyways now. Because I've used them a few times over the last couple of years. Um, we were blacklisted from the taxi firms uh, a few years back because what people were doing, some of the locals, and it's a specific, a specific couple of people, but some of the locals would get a taxi from town, Towen, come here because in in the UK I don't know if it's the same in other places. I mean, it might be some places that don't even accept money anymore, like in taxis. Or it might be, if you use an app, do you have to pay on the app before it gets there? Like Uber apps? I don't know. I've never used them. But but I know pretty much if you use Uber, they have to have your, for the account, I'm pretty sure, the same way as if you order food online with Uber Eats, they've got your bank details and they're not going to send the food out until you paid for it. So I'm pretty sure that would be the same with the taxi. I don't know if that's true or not. Because I've never used Uber taxis and I don't think we have them around here. Again, I might be wrong. I might be wrong about a lot of things. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it, eh? So um, everyone, all my teachers at school would have thought that. Yep, he's wrong. I wish I'd got an education now. I didn't really, I didn't realise, not really... How important going to school, what what an opportunity it was, actually. So I never liked school. Okay, it's not totally true. I quite liked junior school because it was a lot of play. There was, there was reading. Reading was the only, reading and maths were the only two, like, real subjects that we used to study. And... Everything else was a bit light. Even the reading and maths was light. But when you leave junior school in this country, the main thing is you need to be able to read and write and do basic mathematics. That's kind of the least you expected with the the exam pass, you know, that you have to take when you're about 10 or 11. At least that's how it used to be when I was at school, which was it's getting longer and longer ago every day. Absolutely ridiculous. I left school in 1986, 96, 2006, it was about March time, March, April time, that I left school in 1986. 38. It's ridiculous. 
And when I started doing stand-up comedy in London, I'd only left school for four years. Or five years. So it was 1991. So I left school in 86, 86, 86, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91. So it's less than five years after I left school that I was standing on stage in front of strangers, um, annoying them, basically. I've never seen so many confused faces in my life. Just the way they just looked at me like, what, why? <laughs> it was an ongoing question, like, why? Uh, not just the audience members, but the other comedians, the comedy club promoters. Why? Why do you keep doing this, Juicy JJ? And I said, well... I don't like to quit. It says sometimes it's good to quit. It's like I don't want to, don't give up on something. Once I start, I keep going. And well, eventually I did quit, but it took me eight years. I stuck at it for eight years. Um, <laughs> blimey. I'd left school for less than five years, and now it's 38 nearly 38 <sighs> wow it just doesn't it just, just you know doesn't seem real doesn't seem <laughs> doesn't seem real I don't I kind of just I think back and you know what I could have benefited from, I reckon, when I was older? No, when I was younger, rather. It wasn't when I was older, is it? When I was younger, I think I would have benefited a bit more from advice uh, from elderly, or well, older people, not necessarily elderly people, but just something for people in their 40s and 50s to say, look, you know, you really need, if you can really enjoy your youth you enjoy being young and healthy if you are young and healthy you know, I don't want to assume that it just because someone's young doesn't doesn't automatically mean that they're uh, doing okay because I was young and I wasn't doing okay for quite a while but just to have that things that I used to take for granted I'd never thought I'd have a problem with. Like, do you know traffic? Okay, it's not really about traffic, but you know roads and pavements. Well, you might call them sidewalks where you are, but there's like a, there'd be like, you know, those barriers, the metal barriers that are along the, maybe a roundabout, and it stops anyone walking onto the road, stops the cars from going onto the pavement. You know, those, which are, they're really good things. And they're probably about, probably up to about my my chest, maybe diaphragm area. They're not like high, high, but they're, they're fairly, you know, they're enough. About the height of a, up to probably the, the bonnet of a car. And an average car. I used to jump over those so easily. Just, I don't mean jump. But I used to, you know, like, I'd climb over them, so I'd, like, put my hands on and I'd just jump over. 
I wouldn't be able to just jump over it because not in any any time, no time in my life would I be able to jump over something that was nearly four foot high. Because I'm five foot eight, it's just it's never going to happen. But I can hop over it, or I can, you know, I used to be able to get over them quite quickly without too much. Well, there wasn't drama involved, you know. There wasn't a lot of thinking involved. I didn't. I need to like spend all night planning, planning it, you know, strategically. And I didn't. When I did jump over it, I didn't like get all, all philosophical and, you know, write a thesis about, you know, the experience and whether or not you know there's any benefit to doing such an act, and. You know, can I appreciate being able to jump over that metal railing now at a younger age and to be able to even contemplate that one day in the future it might be a little bit more demanding physically? I just used to jump over them and that was it. I mean, sometimes I trip over and, you know, fall, but generally I was fine and then I think it was about 2008 I moved here to this town not where I am now but it was in the town well it's outside the town actually not far from here really um, about an hour walk that's not really important but one of my friends from my previous town that I used to live in uh, called me up and said let's do you want to go to the mind and spirit day on Saturday and we used to go there every year for during the early 2000s 2003 2002 2003 four, five, six, whatever, nearly every year and because I'd moved away I was actually closer to it because we always used to travel here and see it go for the day. It was a big old thing. Took over the whole of the a big um, leisure center. And it's a huge leisure center, leisure center. So we, you know, it was fun. Anyway, we and there's a McDonald's opposite, and there is I don't know if you know there's a few bits and bobs over there. So it was it was good. It was a nice day out, really. Well. I said, yeah, let's do it, girl. And she said, okay, boy. And we met up at the train station, which was, we decided to walk, but it was probably about a 15-minute walk from the train station, maybe 20 minutes. So we just did that. We got off, walked back, and just, yeah, it was probably maybe 25 minutes. I don't know. Not far, anyway. And I put about, I'd say it's probably about September time, 2009, 2008, around that time. And I just started going to university and see, so yeah, I started university, I think it was September 2007, and I was there until 2010, and... My graduation was, I think, November 2010. So, yeah. So, 
We might have gone more than once after that as well. But on this particular occasion, I remember it was, I think it might have been a rainy day or not. It might have been sunny. There was weather involved at some point. And she, I think I was walking towards the train station and she called me and she said, where are you? I said, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. I just got off the bus and I'm, gonna, I'm just walking up to the train station. She said, well, I'll walk. I'll walk your way, so I'll meet you, rather than coming all the way to the train station. I'll walk back to where you are, cause, and then we'll walk down the road to the to the ledger centre. And I said, okay. So I hung up, like, um, and it rings again. I said, hello. She said, you didn't say goodbye. I said, I'm going to see you in a second, and I? She said, yeah, but it was a bit rude just to put the phone down. I was still talking. Don't forget, these are mobile phones. You don't get the buzzing sound like, Doo, you know, like landlines. I said, you're doing the movies. She said, I know, but that's for the movies. It's just a, it's like a made up thing. So you can hear when someone's put the phone down on them. But it's, it's that you don't get it on a mobile phone. You might do in some countries, but not in this country. Not in this country. But we're in this country, aren't we? We're not in another country. What does it matter what happens in other countries? I mean, it's not like we're talking about political things. We're talking about a phone. A phone. I mean, why do you always have to say stuff like that? I said, are you serious? I mean, I don't even... I don't know if I want to spend the day with you now. You're annoying me. She said, oh. I said, no. No, I'm serious. She said, yeah, you're not. You love me, really. And I said, yeah, you're right. Okay, so, bye. And then... I called her back. She said, what? I said, you didn't say goodbye. She said, really? I said, well, yeah, it has to work both ways. Uh, so she said, Could we just... And then I saw her. She waved around like a seer in the distance. I said, look, I can see you now. There's no point in us talking on the phone because we had to talk to each other when we actually meet each other. And she said, yeah, that is a good point. And uh, I said, what? She said, and I... I that's what she said. She repeated it. I couldn't hear it because of the traffic. Well, anyway, she we put the phone down. And she, well, I didn't put it down. I just, you know, switched it off or whatever you want to call it. Stopped the call. I didn't just put it down on the floor because that would be weird. And I don't carry a little phone cabinet around with me. So she, not usually. So she walked around the other way. So she ended up on the other side of the road. Because she went round the roundabout a different way. I was like, why did you do that? Well, I, I, that's what I was thinking. So she said, just jump over the railing. Because otherwise I'm going to have to go all the way round to the zebra crossing, cross over, and then all the way around back again. Which would be the long way round. And she said, just, just jump over the railing. I said, okay. I didn't realise that I hadn't really thought about it. I hadn't jumped over a railing for probably 10, 15 years. And last time I did it, it was kind of easy. This time I was, I mean, I was still only young, really. And I was still only 30, still 37 years old or 38 years old. So I wasn't old. But... 
it wasn't as easy. Um, I kind of got stuck. And if you can imagine, I don't know, it was, well, no, I just got stuck basically trying to get over the railing. So first of all, I went to jump and I banged my knee. And then I landed on my groin, which is never good in any situation generally. Unless that's what you planned. <laughs> that's what you're paying for. And I just, oh, And I was a little bit embarrassed because there was cars going past honking. And there was people walking past on the pavement giggling which I'm sure they were just talking about other things uh, unrelated to seeing me and my big bum wobbling around on top and just like what, what's he doing and I was going either side I didn't want to fall over because I was going to end up on the road which is not a good thing and but I didn't want to fall over the other way because I just didn't want to fall so in the end I had to try and maneuver myself back onto the pavement again but I was falling more into the road area and that's when I realised that my right foot is much heavier than my left foot didn't know until that point I think part of the reason for that is because um, on my right foot I had a big boot and the other one had a slipper on so it's kind of there was a bit yeah that might be a reason and so, and the other one was, the boot was covered in concrete. I don't know, I don't know why. And not really relevant to the story necessarily. Um, but it would explain the imbalance. I mean, up to then, I'd only been used to having an imbalanced mind. Now then, an imbalanced body. I mean, although, to be fair, as I got older, I'm more top-heavy than I used to be well, I used to be really slim and now I'm well I'm not and it's not just about my belly it's like all over I'm just bigger it's just just the way it's uh, genetics or slower metabolism and uh, and then if you see my dad you see well okay the genetics are there he's a big bloke and I just kind of I guess I had the bones for it didn't realise it so I was, for up to the age of 25, I was pretty much just bones. I had muscle and stuff because I was doing quite heavy work, jobs and stuff, but I didn't have, I was very slim, very slim. And I didn't realise a lot of like getting bigger is can be to do with your bone structure. Because if you've got the bones, big, if you, I'm not saying about big bones, but they're big enough to hold weight. None of this really makes sense. I'm making it up as I go along. Um, anyway, I got stuck and eventually I got... I, I, I didn't have to call an, uh, you know, fire service or anything. Uh, no. And mind you, if I mean, I was dressed like a cat, so I probably could have got away with it. Cause, but, you know, they'd like to save cats, don't they? in trees and stuff I don't know if that's true does it is it does that still happen I've heard it happen in stories and in movies but I've never seen it I've never actually seen uh, a fire crew 
saving a cat from a tree. I've never never seen it. Not in, not in reality. Seen it on TV. I've seen it in my dreams, of course. But, you know, never seen it in real life. Not sure if it actually happens or not. It might do. I don't care. Either way, really. Um, what was my story? Oh, yeah. Um, bah, 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 bah. <sighs> I did get my sleep last night. So I got that phone call. I got my the, the girl downstairs. Her boyfriend turned up. Um, I say girl because she is a teenager. I mean, she's a woman, but she's she's very young. And so the lady downstairs, I should say. Uh, she... Oh, yeah. So he went. I got him a taxi. Had to wait for a taxi to get here. The taxi turned up. A different address phoned up. So where are you? I said, what do you mean, where are you? Where are you? Like, we've ordered you. You didn't order us. We're not the taxi. We're not coming to you. You're coming to us. And he said, oh, yeah. This is a taxi driver. He said, but where are you? I said, we're giving you the address. And uh, I just said, okay, look, we've just seen you. You've just literally driven past us. If you stop your car... And then just turn around, and we're, you know, just near the park. He said, oh. But he, we see him, the light's, like, coming back, and he was driving backwards, round a corner, blind, pretty much. There was no, um, yeah, at this point, there was street lights on, so it was before midnight. I don't know if the street lights go off at one o'clock, I think. Anyway, so it wasn't pitch black or anything, but it's still not a good idea to drive backwards around a corner. A blind spot. He couldn't see where he was going. Uh, and I sure as hell wasn't going to tell him. <laughs> no, I would, I would have done. And then he kept driving backwards. And like, we had to sort of stop, stop. But he stopped in the middle of the road. On a corner, which that was where the park is. Like, well, f you need to p come back further and pull up to the pavement. Why? I said, because it's dangerous. You're in the middle of the road. You, you know, a car can come around the corner and hit you. Just like you need to just come to the pavement. So you're not going to get into a car which is in the middle of the road. Plus, I had to pay him. Which meant I had to stand in the middle of the road to pay him. Because of the driver's side. So he, he reluctantly backed into the, you know, a safe space. Um, the neighbor's boyfriend gets into the car. And so I say to him, could you do us a favor? Can you just hold on to Vinny's lead for me? He said, yeah, but what about Vinny? I said, oh, he's upstairs. Don't worry about it. I just, just can't be bothered to hold his lead. No, I'm joking. He, he, Vinny was on the other end of the lead. Um, but because I had to get my wallet out and I was going to be standing in the road, I didn't want Vinny standing in the road with me. So he's the other side with my neighbour's boyfriend. He's just holding him. He's sitting in the car, but he's holding him in the lead. Vinny's starting to make a lot of fuss, a lot of noises. I don't think he's happy. So I'm like, okay, let's just get this done. So I'm standing in the road, paying. I pay him, I think it was... 
£14 to get to the hospital, going there. Uh, coming back was about £23. But that's a different story. I'll come to that in a minute. So £14, I pay that. And he starts his car. I'm like, stop, wait, wait. My dog is on a lead being held by your passenger. <laughs> Can you please wait until I get my dog? It's like he was about to drive off. Like, wait. And I had to stand in front of the car like, stop, 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 stop. Wait, 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 wait. He almost like he didn't know what I was saying. And maybe I've got a tendency. When, I, when I've woken up and I'm not really together, like not really, you know, I've, I've been asleep for a little while. My brain's a bit fuzzy. Um, I have a tendency uh, to speak French. So I don't think he really knew what I was saying. Uh, I was saying, Bonjour, je m'appelle Petit Pini. Uh, under trois, quatre, cinq, six, sept, huit, neuf, dix. Which is all the words I know. Uh, I just do it in different orders. Anyway, I managed to get Vinny from uh, the... Well, he wasn't in the car, but I got, got him from uh, the neighbour's boyfriend. And I said, good luck, take care, goodbye. You know, that was it. I'll pay for your taxi to get there. I hope she's okay. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm not going to... That's it. That's, I thought it was done. I thought it was like, okay, we're done now. And just, I hope everything's good. Uh, I called her dad again. So I called him about five times. Didn't answer the phone. In the end, I, I left a message on his phone to say, you know, she's been taken to hospital. Your daughter's been taken to hospital. Um... And the reason, that's all I know. I don't have any other information. And I sent him a text as well. And he did reply this morning, so thank you. So I'm guessing he had his phone off or whatever, or he's on, on mute, which is what I do when I'm in bed. I have my phone on mute. But I do play music. I play listen to classical music on the radio. So when I get a phone call or someone rings my doorbell, even though the phone's on mute, the music stops and sometimes it stops anyway because if it's the end of the song and then you hear the DJ sort of saying and now the next song is from Beethoven or whatever but if it lasts for more than like three seconds then I know it's the phone's ringing or it's someone at the door if it's dark inside then I can see the, the, the if I open my eyes I can see the light of the phone because it doesn't light up when I'm listening to the radio. And that's what happened next. Is I'll go back to... No, did I go back to bed or did I have something to eat? Because it was like midnight at this point. But it's, I think by the time I got upstairs and... I thought, you know what? I'll just have my breakfast. I went to bed at half eight. Had some sleep. And I just... I was a little bit... I was a little bit wired, to be honest, a little bit too alert to just go back to sleep. And I was hungry as well. And so I thought, I'll have my breakfast, hey. And I'm not sure, but I think I might have been back in bed after having breakfast and a couple of hours later. I was either, I think I might have just been laying down asleep or just, you know, resting and just like listening to the radio. And I get a phone call from him, from my boyfriend again. And she's 
he was with his girlfriend, a neighbour downstairs, and she'd um, not disarmed herself, dismantled, discharged, discharged. She discharged herself from hospital and refused to have any treatment and just discharged herself, uh, which is, you know, her right, and I'm not judging, but she it wasn't a good decision because I, I'm surprised they let her leave. But I guess they don't have any choice because she's over 18. Ah, well, it was a little break then because I don't know what I was talking about. I never really... I don't know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about it. Um, the chip shop ban um, just turned up with its grinding. It's kind of like a ice cream van, but they sell chips. And as a, the same kind of, instead of or ever kind of um, like a happy tune, it's it's like two cats um, making noises together. So two metal cats. Yeah, so I'm back. So I I had to, Vinny started barking and I thought, you know what? He's interrupted the podcast. The sound's interrupted the podcast. I'm going to go and get some chips. So that's what I've done. So I went and got some chips. Um, and they're here. So I just turned the kettle on, got back. Been gone about 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It's cold outside. It's proper cold. I asked one of my neighbours, because he was there, and I said, look, are you cold? He said, yes. I said, in that case, can you hurry up? Because I need to, I'm cold as well. And he was choosing cans. Like, have you, have you got any, have you got any corks? Have you got any, any corks with flavour? Because he's, he's German. And I said, look, because I said a German accent, I hope you got that. It's, it's. Brilliant with accents. Have you there got no? You got any? You got any? So you got any coke? Coke with with flavour? It's it's not a good accent. But anyway, he's and they said no. And they started showing him. It was a real communication thing. They started showing him Sprite, and Seven Up, and Orangina or whatever. Like all different. None of them were Coke. They might be made made by the same company possibly, but none of them were Coca Cola. It wasn't like he said, well, I got a Pepsi, I have a Pepsi here, I have uh, Orangina, uh, I have, um, he was Scottish, this this bloke was Scottish, I have, uh, 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 you, you, I don't know how you say, uh, Sprout, Sprout, Sprite, you Sprout, and Orangina. Or Orangina, yes, Orangina, and Coca Cola, Co- Coca what? Coca Cola, you got a Coca Cola, Coca Coca. No, I don't want anything with the word <laughs> a cola in it. Um. Anyway, he, at one point he had six different cans on the counter. My my friend, my neighbour, trying to choose which one he wanted, and I started to say, "Look, it's cold." Can you hurry up, please? Never asked him to hurry up before. 
but it was cold. I had a hat on and it was cold. And you may think, well, why is it cold? Because of the temperature. But you might say, well, yeah, no, I don't mean the temperature, but you don't normally complain about the cold. If anything, you have a degree of pride with your walrus body that you don't really feel the cold so much. Okay, but two reasons. It's been really mild lately. You know, it's been, apart from today, it's really gone colder. The other thing is I don't wear any socks because I've got a broken toe. And you could argue, well, why not? I said, it's, it's just really hard to get them on without it hurting my foot, my toe. Because it's a big toe, broken, and it needs, it just, I prefer to not be restricted. Oh, there's fucking someone in the garden now shouting. And then, um, then I had, uh, and I couldn't wear, you could say, well, you could wear a sock on one foot. I said, no, 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 because then I'd be lopsided. And be, one of my legs would be shorter than the other, but then you could argue what it is anyway. Yeah, but that's not the point. He said, well, you're, if your left leg is shorter than it, the right one anyway, which it is, if you wear a sock on the left foot, then wouldn't that even you up? And my answer to that is I hadn't really thought about that before. You may have a point. But uh, anyway, so I just got back from there. So I bought some, got some chips. He eventually, he was talking to me while I was walking back. And he's kept talking, so I, I can't stop. And st I'm not standing in the road and talking in the cold because it's cold. I'm cold, man. I'm cold. The jacket's still wet from last time I went out, even though I've had it above a radiator for the last couple of hours. So I'm I'm cold and wet. Please, I've already been soaked through once. Just like, and he's like, oh. Um, and that was it. That was the whole thing then. See, I have a neighbour. Oh yeah, I got a phone call. At two o'clock, five past two in the morning this morning. And my friend's, my neighbour's boyfriend was saying, yeah, she's, she's signed herself out. I said, okay. And she came, she wanted to come home, but she, she was going to walk home. And it's about six miles, seven miles, I don't know. It's a long, quite a long journey in pitch black. There's no street lights on at that time of night. And it's no way she was going to make the journey. She couldn't even walk across the road without falling over because of her state she kept fitting so I said we'll just get a taxi and I said hasn't she got any money to get a taxi he said no she's got no money what I said okay well just tell the taxi order a taxi and I'll pay this end so I, had to, I waited up for them to get back uh, so they got back by about half two twenty to three something like that and I paid for the taxi. It was twice as much this time. It was twenty-three pound or something, because after midnight, double money. It's like, oh. So I did that. I didn't argue. I said, okay, there you go, and um, paid on a debit card. And she was literally falling. If you didn't know any better, you'd think to start with you think she was drunk. She wasn't drunk, but 
she was, you know, when you see someone that's drunk and they can't stand up properly, that's how she was. And it was like quite disturbing to see. I was upset because I didn't like, she should be in hospital right now. But anyway, she, um, she kept falling over and fitting. And I just said, her boyfriend, I said, you need to find an ambulance. He said, There's, she won't, she won't let me. She, you know, she won't let me. She's just come out of the hospital. She won't let me call an ambulance again. She won't do it. So I said, well, I'll have to then. So I called an ambulance. Ambulance came back. Different ambulance. And um, I'll be honest, I don't know what happened next. Because I, once the ambulance arrived, I, I had to watch her. She was in bed and she kept heavy. She must have had about... 10, 10, 15 events in the time, uh, maybe more to be honest, in the time for the ambulance to get there. And they did get there quite quickly. Um, so uh, when they did get there, I just left. I said, okay, I'll leave you alone now. Thanks. Uh, yeah, all the best, whatever happens. And uh, I didn't, and that was it. And I came upstairs and I think I went to bed. And then it was probably about half three at this point. Cool. Yeah. I think so. I think, yeah, I think so. Um, four, half three, four, something like that. I don't know if she went back to hospital. I don't know. I've not asked her. She did, has contacted me by phone just to say thank you and you know, pay the money back on Friday or something anyway. But um, I'm kind of keeping out of it because it's not, it's not really my business. You know, it's, I hope she's okay. But I don't want to sort of ask her, like, what happened in the hospital and stuff like that. If I see her, I will, probably. But I'm not going to knock on her door because she's probably sleeping and recovering, to be honest. And I don't want to kind of bombard her with questions. If she wants me to know, she'll tell me, won't she? Um, I don't know if she went back to hospital or not. But it, it got became very quiet shortly after I left. It seemed like the ambulance took her quite quick. Because I heard the the trolley, you know the trolley, ambulance trolley thing. I heard that being manoeuvred around. And they didn't take that in with them. So I'm guessing she was taken. Um, and that's it. So it was a very, very strange night. More for her. I mean, it's, I felt so helpless. More than, more than normal. More than normal. And... With all these uh, different medical things that I've kind of been involved with over the years, I do sometimes think that perhaps I should get myself a bit of uh, first aid training or at least update myself because I have had first aid training right from when I was at school with the sea cadets, then when I was at college, I had first aid training and now I was working for a charity. Again, it's, we're going back to 2011. I had first the first day training course, so it's quite a long time ago. So I know the bare basics, but a lot of it's changed now. A lot of it's changed from what it was when I was younger. Uh, when I was first doing first day, there was a lot of um, a lot of differences on like how they should, how you should position them and stuff like that. Position someone. Um, the so if you're with someone. You don't put them on their side. 
the only way they go on their side, this isn't from my understanding, is if they're going to be left alone so that they can't roll back onto their back. But if you're with them, you put their head back. So they, I don't know. This is what I had with my friend during a few times that I had to call an ambulance for him. And not just for him, for someone else as well. And each time they said you have to put the head back so they could breathe and make sure the airways are cleared. Um, but anyway, sorry, this is uh, perhaps a not a happy recording. It was supposed to be a bit more cheerful than what it was. And my food's getting cold, so I'm going to eat my chips. So there. So thank you for... T- oh, thanks for thanks for coming round. Um, as I said, my website's letmeboreyou.com. And I'm working on some other stuff, but today I haven't done a lot. I haven't. But I am watching a TV show, which I would recommend to you if you ever, if you like, if you like uh, Netflix, if you've got Netflix and stuff. It's called Griselda, and it's got Sophia Viagra um, in it, and she's really good. I know she was good as like the comedy role in um, Modern Family, but there's nothing funny about this show. It always very it's all about the mob, and she's like the godmother kind of instead of godfather kind of thing. And it's a mini series. It's good. I really, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I've watched it, and she's. Um, I can see her going on to doing doing a t- doing a movie. I mean, she, maybe she has, but uh, you know, winning an Oscar at some point because she really is a good actress, an actor, actor. I don't know what the correct term is these days, but you know, she is really good. She's great. I think anyone that can do comedy is my theory. Anyone that could do comedy, um, who isn't a comedian generally seems to be really good in straight dramatic roles as well like not all comedians can pull off a dramatic role um, because sometimes they're just really funny and it's hard to kind of take them seriously if you see them in a in a comedy role but somebody that can be a serious actor and pull off a comedy role is that's really impressive and I would say probably most of the actors in Modern Family are the serious actors. They're not comedians. I mean, maybe a couple of them might have been comedians. I'm not sure. Is the bloke with the ginger hair, was he a comedian? I'm not sure. But I know Al Bundy was in a, you know, married and um, with children or whatever it was called. He was... He was Al Bundy, wasn't he, in that show? So he was funny there as well. But it was a different, it's still a, a different. You could see the same character, but not, you know, it wasn't obviously the same character, but you see see Al Bundy in him, which probably comes from him, I'm guessing. Now, who he is, I reckon he's probably got a bit of that. Uh, he might not be like that, but he just comes across like a grumpy old man, even back when he was Al Bundy in the 80s, and he was a young man just always got that kind of 
grumpy old man kind of mentality, which, let's face it, we all love. Especially now that I am a grumpy old man. Mm. So that's it. I'm going to eat my dinner. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to have to edit out Vinnie barking and all that stuff. And I will speak to you. Hopefully I'll do a recording tomorrow. So take care. Remember to be kind to yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Lots of love. Bye.